If you're concerned that you may not even be able to get through this short episode without being interrupted or distracted, then this is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Imagine that you wake up in the morning and you're feeling well rested and you have your morning coffee or maybe your protein shake. Maybe you go for a run or walk the dog, whatever it is that's your normal routine that really helps you start the day on the right foot. Maybe it's journaling a little bit or reading something. You're doing what you normally do. And then when you get to the office or wherever you're working, you touch base with your assistant just to review what's on the radar for the week. And you look over the priorities that you need to conquer. If if not with your assistant, you just have some time to yourself at the beginning of your day to note what it is that you really want to accomplish for the week that you know is most important. Then you have a a meeting that morning that has to do with a project that you've been working on for a while. And you're feeling really good about the progress that's being made. You're hitting the milestones. Uh, You're looking at what's next for that project. And so people seem to be aligned and engaged well with with that project. So you have a great sense of satisfaction about that specific project. Then you, you have a lunch break where you go to meet a friend or someone who you don't often get to see for lunch, someone that you really want to catch up with, um, have a great lunch, then you get back to work. And before you jump back into work, you are having a little time just to reflect on an idea that you've been thinking about something that you've been considering, it would be something innovative that you really, you know, think would help the organization still needs a little more clarity, but you're able to just spend some time diagramming your ideas or uh, creating some kind of visual or noting, you know, some notes about what that would look like. Then after that, you have a meeting with your team to float the idea that you've been thinking about just to see what their response is. And they love it. And they, they're fired up about it. They, they understand it. They support it. So you're talking about kind of what their engagement in that would look like and how they can execute that. And then before the end of the day, you have uh, a phone call with a colleague that is on the board with you. You're you know, on a nonprofit that you care a lot about, and you're able to talk to that board member to kind of strategize on some of the changes or uh, improvements that you see can be made to help that nonprofit. And so then you, you sign off for the day feeling like you have a great sense of accomplishment, you've been productive, and you feel like you've been able to make a positive impact in some way then you get some good rest and wake up for the next day. Imagine that. Well, that's not happening for many people. The reality is that people are having trouble waking up. They're feeling groggy. They are, depending on what emails are hitting them first thing in the morning, they're just responding to whatever comes at them. Uh, They're feeling stressed. They're going to -to back-to-back meetings. Some of the clients I'm working with, they'll say, this is my fifth Zoom meeting and it's only 12 o'clock. People feel like they're being distracted, like they're being disrupted, like uh, other people are intervening all the time so that they're not able to accomplish what it is that they really need to get done. Some aren't even clear anymore about what they actually do want to accomplish. The priorities aren't clear. So by the end of the day, they end the day feeling frustrated and depleted. 
So that's the reality for many people. And that's why I wanted to talk about this subject of disruption. I know that there's a lot of, you know, huge disruption in our world right now, and there are not any easy solutions for that. What I wanted to touch on is just the day-to-day disruptions that commonly happen in your experience, in my experience, and to offer some ideas about ways that you can minimize them or use them to your advantage. But I thought it would be worthwhile to to just share some of some of my thoughts on that topic of how to deal with the everyday disruption. So I wanted to start with three suggestions for you. One is to double down on your routine. You know, whatever routines that you have that matter to you, often it's a morning routine that that matters the most. And I argue that how you start your day really sets the tone for the whole day. So do whatever you need to do to get yourself back on track. If it's your morning routine, or maybe it's midday or, you know, afternoon workout, whatever it is, get yourself back on track. You know, there, there have been a lot of reasons why we've been thrown off. So don't focus on those. Instead, get yourself back on track to uh, put in place the routines that matter most to you. My next suggestion is to tighten your boundaries. And I know you hear a lot of talk about boundaries and the reality is that some people are just better at maintaining their boundaries than others. It does require some discipline. A lot of that starts with how you manage your time or your calendar. Some people do time blocking where they they literally mark on their calendar the tasks that they'll be completing, you know, within a certain time frame and they don't allow disruptions during that time. Um, another variation of this is allowing more white space on your calendar to assume that disruption will happen so that you can build in a little more wiggle room when that person pops in your office or that email comes up that lets you know that you're going to be kind of taken off of your path for a while. Um, It's worth noting that some people really have a lot of trouble with this because they're people pleasers. If you consider yourself a people pleaser, then it's likely that you do allow yourself to be more interrupted or to have distractions or disruptions uh, come up a bit more compared to other people. In fact, if you're a really strong people person, some people actually welcome the disruption. They admit that they love talking to people and they find it energizing. So that's something to be aware of about yourself if that describes you. The third suggestion is to retrain your staff or recondition your staff or your team, whoever it is that you interface with the most, to know that you're not allowing disruptions. People who often complain about people interrupting them or disrupting their day are the ones that allow it themselves. They're allowing the conversation to be hijacked or they're allowing people to to take their time. They don't realize it sometimes. And so the more you can begin demonstrating that you're not allowing those kinds of disruptions anymore, uh, the better you'll be. They'll, the, the people that you work with will see something new in you and they'll begin to behave differently because you are. So a couple of techniques when you're trying to recondition your staff. When you're disrupted by a person, you might try a either you know giving them a time constraint, saying yes, I've got five minutes or ten minutes. I'm happy to listen, um, you know, or to help you think through this issue. Um, the second technique is to ask a question to clarify what the expectation is for their being in the conversation with you. So you establish that on the front end. You say, you know, I see that you're here. I just want to clarify, is there a decision to be made? Are you are you looking for input on something? You know, just to, to really try to focus the conversation from the get-go before the other person takes over and is off to the races. 
And it's worth noting that you're you're more susceptible to disruption when you lack clarity around priorities or what it is that's most important for you to do. You kind of show up as though you're at batting practice instead of really being in charge and trying to, you know, move your agenda forward for the day. One of my clients said, I just feel like I'm swatting at gnats the whole day. I'm just swatting. So I think there are a couple of common disruptions that occur. One is if there's a problem or challenge that shows up. Two is if there's something new that emerges. So it's not necessarily a problem. There's just something new that's happening, an announcement. It's it's often oriented around some kind of change. So when a problem comes up, the question to ask yourself is either do I want to be or should I be involved in solving this problem? Uh, and then on the other hand, if it's not a problem, but that, that there's something new that's getting attention, it's almost like, you know, looking at an accident that happens, there could be something that's not even happening in your organization or your department, it could be going on with something else, but people are talking about it, it's become a disruption. So you know, you have to decide how much attention will you give this. Um, So if you're not problem solving, you're usually spending time or wasting time speculating, you know, kind of trying to anticipate. And, you know, sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. Oftentimes when rumors are happening or changes in the air, people need to process, they need to feel like they're heard, but you still need to be aware of how you're managing your own time and focus on that in the process. And then finally, you have these inevitable random distractions that might come from family or friends, uh, you know, someone that you know well or that you're close to. For example, my mom calls uh, sometimes in the middle of the day, I might be in, in the middle of a, a stressful project or something I think is really important. And she'll say something like, I just saw the most beautiful hummingbird on the bird feeder. <laughs> so just out of the blue. And it's it's just, she's clearly in a different kind of environment. But you know, sometimes those disruptions can actually bring some humor, um, they can break the stress uh, that might be happening. So just to be aware, there are all kinds of disruptions. The key is to identify you know, what kind they are and to determine, is this important enough for me to stop what I'm doing or to change what I'm doing to put a focus on this? You get to decide. It's worth mentioning for you not to be disruptive if you don't like being disrupted. It's best that you try to minimize the extent to which you might be disrupting other people. And I know in a leadership role, oftentimes that's necessary. You need to interject your your thoughts or ideas or give people directions. Sometimes you may be unaware of just how impactful that can be when you are kind of um, putting yourself into someone else's meeting or, or you know, giving uh, direct advice that may be different or disruptive to someone else. So you know, just to be aware that they typically do want to do what you say. And oftentimes they can't decipher what's most important. They just know that it's coming from you. (laughs) So if you are interjecting more, disrupting a little bit more, help them understand why and what's most important as part of that process. So the bottom line is disruption is just part of your day. (laughs) That's part of being in a leadership role. And so to understand that, to try to minimize it to the extent that you can embrace it where it makes sense, uh, but to not fight it so much, you know, to get the clarity that you need when these disruptions happen about what really matters and what your role is, is a, is a really valuable thing to do.
So as I wrap up today, I just wanted to acknowledge that leaders are often given conflicting expectations where they're being told to stay focused and be laser-like in that focus and don't let anything disrupt you or get in your way. While at the same time, you might be hearing messages about the need to be flexible and adapt. And you know that agility is so important and you've got to be able to, you know, adapt to change, that kind of thing. So I think the key here is to, you know, tighten up where you can or step it up in terms of where you're allowing too much disruption, while at the same time, being easier on yourself when you have those days when disruption happens, and you just have to deal with it. Just don't judge yourself and become more aware of how you're navigating that whole process. So those are my quick thoughts about disruption. I thought it's worth um, noting. I know some of these tips or, or ideas you may have heard about already, but because I still see so many suffering or complaining or feeling you know, so unproductive because of the disruptions that they're experiencing, I just wanted to, um, to share some of these ideas and, and perhaps reminders to you so that you can take control and really become more proactive about what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So thanks for listening. I have a couple of upcoming interviews with some uh, amazing women CEOs. So I look forward to sharing those episodes with you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, staying focused, minimizing disruptions, and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.